Hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. I want to thank you so much for joining in tonight. Uh, it is another blessed day, another great day that God has blessed us to see. And hopefully we are making a positive difference in the lives of other people. I want to give a big shout out to all of my regular listeners and definitely to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for joining in tonight. Uh, We have a wonderful, wonderful part one and part two shows tonight and on next Tuesday uh, with my guest here tonight. Now, that opening music you heard is a song called Setting It Off by Eric Darius. Now, I did not make mention to all of my listeners. Uh, if you are just now listening, or if you've been listening for quite some time, uh, I started this show about a year ago. Actually, September uh, was the uh, last year's when I first started the show. And I just did not mention that we have uh, reached above the 50 episode mark. Uh, here on the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show. So I just want to say thank you so much for uh, being a part of, of, I guess, my audience. And thank you so much for the support, the questions, the encouragement, the, the, the telling everybody else about the show. I really appreciate it very much. Uh, without you, we would not have the success that we are having right now. So just want to give a big, big shout out and a big, big thank you to all of you who are listening in and who have been listening and who continue to spread the word about the show. Now, tonight, like I said, I have a great uh, guest. Uh, Mr. John Balcone is here tonight, so please stay tuned for that main segment. Uh, Tonight, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. You can call in and listen in, or uh, if you have a question or a comment, please feel free uh, uh, to do that. Now, if you didn't know, you can listen to all of the programs here on the CWR Talk Network. You can hear all of the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Google Play. Uh, So we got many ways that you can listen in to all of the programming here on the CWR Talk Network. And, of course, listening to my show as well. Now, if for the ones – I hadn't mentioned this, in, I guess, in a few months. Uh, I wrote a book, uh, for those that didn't know. Uh, my book came out sometime last year. It's a book called Sacred Vows, The Not or Not. That's the K-N-O-T or the N-O-T. It is a relationship communication book for couples. And it addresses four different areas, uh, family, finances, lifestyle, and sex and intimacy. Uh, You can get my book. uh, You can go to my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com, and you can request an autographed copy. Or you can go to Amazon or to Barnes & Noble, and you can get the book. So I would appreciate the support. But it's a fantastic book. It really opens up uh, what I call effective communication uh, for couples. So be it that you're engaged to be married or if you're already married or looking to remarry, 
it would be a great book uh, for you. Or it would be a great gift uh, for the holidays for all of the single people out there. So uh, definitely uh, consider getting that book as part of your gift giving uh, this holiday season. Now tonight I have uh, a great guest. He, he has spent 12 years, or he spent 12 years serving our country in the United States military and 11 years in the corporate automotive industry, finishing as a general manager for a major dealership in Miami. He used to work 80-plus hours a week, making a great income, but had little to no time for his family. Being an entrepreneur and business owner now with Legal Shield for about 10 years has given him the ability to make an incredible living and still have time and freedom with his family. Uh, Mr. Balcon is an expert in the field of identity theft crimes and travels the country speaking to organizations, businesses, and families about how to protect themselves legally and from identity theft. As an ordained minister and speaker, John travels all over North America, training and coaching diverse audiences in business and in ministry. He has been the keynote, excuse me, he has been a key speaker on a worldwide devotional conference call for over nine years. He is able to train in a very relatable way that is relevant to anyone from any walk of life. He's very passionate about helping others find success in life. Help me welcome to the show, Mr. John Balcone. How you doing today, John? I am wonderful and getting better, my friend. Thank you so much uh, for the invitation uh, to uh, just uh, be able to share for a few minutes on your show. And I would be remiss if I didn't, uh, you know, put my own uh, two cents in there as it relates to your background. So let me just throw it back at you, sir, and say thank you publicly for all that you do in the marketplace to help families uh, to to learn and grow and be inspired uh, to move in a positive direction for their own family. So thank you so much for all that you do behind the scenes. And, uh, again, thank you for having me as a guest tonight, sir. Thank you, sir, for those kind words. And by the way, listeners, I did not pay him to say that. <laughs> John, thank you so much for the kind words. So we're going to go right into uh, our segment here because uh, this is part one, and we have part two on next week. So we're going to try to we're going to make the best of uh, of this conversation tonight as well as on next week. Now, John, tell me, I always have all of my guests to share their money experience growing up. Will you please share with the audience tonight, to all the listeners, your personal, your personal story, uh, your personal money experience growing up? Sure, sure. Well, uh, I grew up in, uh, I was born in the islands, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, moved to New York with my family when I was about six years old. So I grew up in New York, uh, and my parents were, uh, like most that uh, were in our community, hardworking parents, working multiple jobs, trying to make ends meet. 
uh, and I can tell you, you know, from a uh, from an adult standpoint, you know, why people say make ends meet, you know, it, it, it's kind of an impossibility. You, you know, you can never make ends meet. That's why they're called ends, and I threw that in for free. But uh, long story uh-huh. short, most of our parents are not taught um, how to do that. You know, and we're, they're taught what their parents taught them, and I can tell you that there is a big misunderstanding as it relates to finances in our society. Uh, and unless somebody steps out, if you will, of the norm and, and breaks that, that cultural chain uh, of, of what the norm is, um, for the most part, uh, there's millions and millions of people that are not being taught about finances um, at an early enough age. And, you know, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I was not taught. Uh, you know, I was taught to, uh, from what I saw. My example was dad working two jobs, mom working two jobs, my sister working a job when she got into high school when I was still very, very young. Uh, so we, we come from a very hard-working family because that's what we saw, and that was the only example that we had as it relates to knowing how to manage money and, and how to uh, balance a checkbook and, you know, all the other things that are critically important as it relates to finances. Um, there was nobody there to teach that. So uh, I can tell you right now that you are absolutely onto something, my friend, with uh, your foundational truths behind financial education. Uh, it's well needed. It's something that everybody should do a whole lot earlier than they do. Uh, and I can tell you it's just because of the, uh, the culture, I believe, is why they don't get the education soon enough. So, you know, uh, I'm, my financial understanding early on uh, was nil to none. All I knew was hard work. If you put in some hard work, you can make a decent living. Yeah, and and, and a lot of people can relate and share that same story, which is one reason why I always ask my guests to share their own personal story because everybody has a story and everybody – you can always uh, rise above where you were uh, at that time. And like I said, I had hardworking parents as well, and they – they could talk. They taught as much as, as they knew, and if it was a little, they only taught a little. If it was a lot, they only taught a lot. So I only had I had two key things that was my takeaway of growing up: don't spend all your money, and don't live a champagne life on a beer budget. And those are the two things that that that, that stayed with me. I didn't quite understand it when my dad told me that initially. I'm thinking. Why? What is he talking about? And, you know, I, I got older and it came to me. Uh, primarily, I got my teaching through going into the field of banking. So you're right. A lot of times we're not brought up with that understanding of finances, of how money works. And even though we got good, we were taught and we had instilled within us good work ethics, uh, we didn't have that financial uh, education. And, of course, now being a little bit older now, uh, being able to experience it for my own self, but also being able to give it and share it back. So thank you so much for sharing uh, your personal money story. Now, tell me, how did you, yeah, how did you transition, John, from uh, being with General Motors, excuse me, being a general manager at a dealership to becoming an entrepreneur and business owner? How was that transition for you? Sure, sure. Um, actually, you know, uh, it, it's a very simple story. 
Um, when you are trying to climb that corporate ladder, if you will, that ladder of success in any career field, um, you know, I was taught something early on uh, by mentors, and it's important to have a mentor, somebody that's living a lifestyle that you desire, somebody that has the knowledge to get to places that you've never been. It's important to talk to people uh, that are at the level that you want to be at. And I had a mentor in the automotive industry, and he taught me something uh, very, very simple and very, very true. Uh, he says, John, he says, all you have to do really is find somebody that has the lifestyle that you want and ask them how to get there. How, what was the steps that they took to get there? So many people miss out on that simple, simple truth. And he said this to me. He says, right now, here's what I want you to do. Write down the names of your five best friends. And I did that. And he says, next to their names, write down what you think they make for a living. And I did that. And he says, five years from today, your income will be the average of your five best friends. And I thought to myself, I looked at my list and I said, man, I got to get some new friends, you know, <laughs> because I didn't like what I saw, you know. Yeah. So that was a big light bulb moment for me. And, you know, here's the thing. I, I always, always sought after somebody that was at the level that I wanted to be. So I went from salesperson to sales manager because I associated myself with sales managers to try to get to where they were. I went from sales manager to general sales manager because I started hanging out with general sales manager type people. I went from general sales manager to general manager running the entire operation because I started communicating and hanging out with the people that were at that level. The only other level I had to go in that industry was part owner of my own dealership. And, um, you know, long story short, uh, I started uh, uh, talking to other owners. You know, hey, how do you get there? You know, what do you got to do? What are the proper steps? And, you know, uh, uh, they said, well, you got to hit the numbers. And, you know, every time the owners of the store that I was managing for them as a general manager, every time they gave me the number to hit, uh, I would hit it. And every year that proverbial carrot got dangled out a little bit further for the next yeah. year. And they would say, well, not this year, but next year. So really my story is real simple. I got tired of chasing that carrot, and I thought to myself, man, if I can do this for somebody else, I can do it for myself. And that's when I made the decision to get out on my own and actually do my own thing. And Legal Shield literally was an answered prayer for me because I had no clue how and, and when and why and everything else, but I did know that I was hungry. I did know that I was ready uh, uh, to, to step out. And um, thank God the legal shield fell in my lap when it did um, because it was perfect timing, and it was all God's timing, really. Oh, fantastic. It's nothing question. like God's timing. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing like having sure. and operating on God's time. God knows when, uh, where, how, uh, uh, for us. And as I've often, you know, just, just say it even to other people, learn to trust the process. And uh, you may not like it. Uh, in the beginning, but if we learn to trust the process in God's hand, uh, God would direct us in the, and give us far more than what we could ever imagine uh, going forward in our lives. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, uh, just just throwing out some questions here at you, because uh, I know that uh, I want to I want to hit on a couple of things right before we go to a break in just a few minutes here. Now, what? Why is it important? 
to prepare or either plan for life events. I call them life events, things that happen throughout the course of life. Why is it important to prepare or plan for those things? Um, well, you know, uh, when it comes to preparation, um, for me it was simple uh, to, to, to really transition to that because in the military, uh, having a military background, all we did was prepare. I mean, if, if, you're, if you think about being in the military, uh, you are the defenders of the nation, of the country that you are in the military for. Um, so you're trained to go to war. So when you're not at war, you're preparing for war. So preparation was a huge part of my makeup anyway. So having those disciplines for preparation uh, was an easy thing for me to transition into the corporate world for. And it was, it was easy for me to plan and prepare for just about anything. And, you know, you, you always have to have a plan, but more importantly, you have to have a plan as a backup for the main plan. And a lot of times a contingency plan for the backup plan for the main plan. So <laughs> it's always about preparation. Yeah, you, you, you can never be caught without a plan. And I can tell you right now that most people will plan uh, they'll spend more time planning their vacation or their weekend coming up than they do planning their financial future. And I thought I would throw that in there because that, it's just something that people have the wrong uh, mentality for, and I, you can see it. You can hear it in their language when they speak because they're more concerned about the vacation than they are the, the college tuition. They're more concerned about the weekend coming up than they are having that emergency fund available in case something happens to their vehicle or to their home. Uh, I can tell you right now that preparation is a huge part of life, and uh, I can tell you uh, that if you don't prepare, if you don't have a, a plan, uh, you know, there's an old saying, you know, you can, you can have a plan or you cannot have a plan, but I can promise you if you don't have a plan, you're basically planning to fail. And, um, you know, life is going to happen. When you said that term, life events, uh, you know, that's a coined phrase for our company. Our founder, our late great founder, uh, literally calls our plan that we offer it to the marketplace a life events plan. Why? Because cool. life is guaranteed to happen to us all. You know, the Bible says the wind blows on the just and the unjust, and we are believers in, 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 in being prepared for when that wind blows. And I can tell Absolutely. you right now that um, preparation is a huge part of everything that we do, especially if you have the responsibility of a family, a spouse, a child. It becomes multiplied, uh, preparation does, when you have a family that you're responsible for. Absolutely. Great, great. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to hold you right there. Hold those thoughts. We're going to continue on with our conversation. We're going to go to a quick break and we'll be right back to continue our, our talk here. Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network.
Star Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. It's not just cliches. It's more than a slogan. It's our identity as America's voice for championing important causes and issues like reading literacy. Host and producer Joanne Burrow tackles this issue in a number of ways on her show, Read, Read, Read. The first and third Saturday of each month, 12 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Central Time. Read, Read, Read is more than a program. It is an initiative started by Ms. Burrow to attack the problem of reading literacy and reading proficiency with the ultimate goal of expanding the program to include mentors to help students with not only reading skills, but also life skills. She also invites interesting guests to come on her program to discuss their challenges with reading as well as their joy and appreciation of reading. Some of the guests are authors who discuss their books and offer their insight into the importance of reading and being good readers. Join Joanne the first and third Saturday of every month at 12 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Central Time for Read, Read, Read exclusively on your network for causes, issues, and life empowerment, the CWR Talk Network. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network. So welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show where I have tonight my guest, Mr. John Balcone, uh, is here, and we have been talking about uh, just a, a lot of different topics, uh, primarily uh, his story, but then also we tackled on, uh, he shared some nuggets of information of transitioning from being a general manager at a dealership to becoming an entrepreneur and a business owner. And we just finished our conversation right before the break, or we were discussing, uh, actually, about planning and preparing for life events. And, uh, John, I have to say, you, you hit off on something that I, I, ha- I have been saying for a number of years and said it from time to time during workshops and all, about we look at planning for a vacation versus planning for our financial future. And, you know, I think about, priorities. Sometimes we don't have our priorities in order, uh, meaning of what is truly, truly going to affect our lives right now, as well as for our future, but also for our families, for our children, and what better way than to create a plan to get there. So I just wanted to kind of emphasize that. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your thoughts along those lines. Uh, we have a call. I, I, I know we won't have a lot of time tonight because uh, the time is moving on, but I do have a caller here on the line. I'm going to open the line and um, see if the caller has a question or a comment. Let's see, caller, uh, if you can please give me your name and where you're from and your question or comments. Now, call on the line. Okay.
Okay, they must be just listening in, which is fine, unless you have your phone on mute. <laughs> okay, well, we will continue our talk and our discussion, John. Um, of course, I'm going to save the best for last, meaning uh, we will delve into what you do through your business. But I do want to hit just one particular question as we're coming down to a close. Uh, why should we, as people, why should we protect ourselves? Meaning from the standpoint of uh, uh, not necessarily from a physical protection, but from a financial type protection those type, along those particular lines. Why should we protect sure, ourselves? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, you know, um, uh, bankruptcy is a real thing. And, you know, I can tell you right now that it destroys uh, households. Um, and prior to me getting involved with Legal Shield, I learned growing up that the two fastest ways to find yourself in a situation that would cause you to file a bankruptcy would be a medical issue where you couldn't afford medical bills um, and a legal issue where you couldn't afford the legal bills. That was the two fastest ways uh, to uh, fall into uh, bankruptcy mode, if you will. Well, um, a third way has raised its ugly head over the last decade plus, the last 10, 12 years, and that's the world of identity theft crimes. Um, I can tell you right now that it's a horrible thing. Uh, it's the only crime on the books where you have to prove your innocence. Every other crime, the state or the federal government has the burden of proof to prove you guilty. With identity theft crimes, you as a hardworking uh, 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 citizen have to stand before a judge and prove that you're innocent because there's somebody else out there pretending to be you. A lot of people confuse identity theft with fraud. Big difference. Credit card fraud is if you, you, know, you go out and have a good meal in a restaurant, your server snaps a picture of your credit card, next thing you know you're, you're getting charges on your credit card from Amazon.com because they're buying stuff with your credit card. That's not identity theft. A lot of people confuse that. Or maybe mm. you, your card got cloned at the gas pump, and now there's somebody using your, your, your credit card to go shopping with. That's not identity theft. That's credit card fraud. Most mm -hmm. of those times the bank will uh, positively reimburse you pretty quickly for those funds that were lost. So from a protection standpoint, you're okay from that. But I can tell you right now, when it comes to protecting oneself, uh, if you're going to have a plan, like we mentioned and talked about earlier, to have your finances in order – and to have proper structure and to, to know how to balance yourself and your spreadsheets and, and to know how to plan for emergencies and to plan for, you know, expenses and all these other things. I can tell you right now that one identity theft issue can wipe it all away in the blink of an eye. Because of advancements in technology, um, bad guys use that same technology to infiltrate our plan. So I can tell you right now that identity theft is a huge part of protecting one's finances and protecting one's uh, home life and home structure for your family and your future. You see, when somebody steals your identity, they're not stealing your past. Here's a big nugget for you. They're stealing your future. 
So regardless wow. of how well you plan, regardless of how well you plan for your financial well-being, somebody can step in with a laptop sitting in a coffee shop and steal your future. And I can tell you, I ask this question all the time when I do seminars and workshops. Did you lock your car before you walked in this room? Did you lock your house before you left this morning? The answer is always going to be yes, and here's why, to protect your assets. Well, if I stole your identity leading into what I really do for a living, if I stole your identity, I can get everything that's in your car, including your car. I can get everything that's in your house, including your house, because there are multiples of examples I can share with you where people have bought homes, bought cars, bought jewelry, clothing, you name it. Everything that you currently possess can be owned by the person that stole your identity. And here's another caveat to that. A lot of times when somebody's stealing your identity, they're not stealing your identity to steal your money per se. They're stealing your identity to use it to go steal somebody else's money. But guess who gets in trouble for the crime? You do. So some people will say, some people will say, well, I don't really care uh, about my identity because if you stole my identity, you'd want to give it back because I don't have anything to steal. (laughs) Well, then you're missing the whole point. You're missing the whole point because what if I wanted to steal your identity to go steal somebody else's money, but now you go to jail for it? I promise you the last thing that's going to be on your mind as you're standing behind bars is your credit score. That's going to be the last thought that you're going to be thinking about is your credit, your own personal finances and what you don't have. You're going to be thinking about how in the world did I get into this situation and how do I get out of it? So when we talk about your financial well-being and why it's important to protect yourself, this third thing that's raised its head over the last decade plus called identity theft is huge. And, you know, I'll I'll close with this uh, and I'll shift it back over to you. Identity theft was the first crime ever committed in our humanity when mm. let me let me say it like this when 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 that little snake convinced Eve <laughs> to to take that fruit here's the thing you got to know that satan was dispelled out of heaven because he wanted to be god he wanted yeah. to seal god's identity so so because he wanted to be god he had to convince somebody else to mess up the rest of the plan So he stole, tried to steal God's identity, got kicked out of heaven for it, and now Eve gets convinced, Adam gets convinced to be somebody that they weren't. You can go ahead and eat that. Don't you want to be like God? Don't you want to be all-knowing? Don't you want to be all-powerful? Well, Mm -hmm. if you eat this, you'll have the, the knowledge of God. So, again, the first crime ever committed in our humanity was identity theft. Back to you, Sam. I, I love that, brother. Hey, all I can say is amen, amen, and amen. I love that. I love that. I love that. John, I look so forward to uh, next week, and I want to say thank you so much for being here on the show tonight. This is just a taste of what lies ahead uh, for next Tuesday. So, John, thank you so much for joining in tonight and sharing nuggets of information, not only from a financial standpoint, but from a life standpoint. And uh, just want to say thank you so much for part one. Yes, sir. God bless you and God bless every listener on the line. Look forward to it. Okay.
Thank you. Per- perfect. Well, that's a wrap for tonight's show. Uh, make sure you tune in next Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for part two as John and I continue our conversation along the lines of life events that can affect your money. Now, if you haven't uh, uh, caught any of my past episodes, you can catch all of my episodes. You can either go listen to the shows on Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes, or you can go to my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com. I have created a gallery of all of the past guests that have been here on my show as well as a listing of all the shows that we've done here over the last year. So it's a, many different topics, many different guests. So take the opportunity to go to my website and check out some of the past episodes. And if you don't follow me on social media, I would encourage you to follow me on social media. You can catch me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, but I also have a YouTube channel as well. So that's all we have for you for tonight. But before we go, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We'll talk to you next week for part two. Now we're going to go out with a little song called Bliss by Mr. Randy Scott. (laughs) 